Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we got kind of a weird one. Um, Normally, I wouldn't cover a movie like this, but uh, it just seemed like it had to be done. And also, my buddy Q, who you've heard on the show, and you know I also had a political podcast called Bird Road with for a number of years, which is on one of our many extended hiatuses at the moment. Uh, He has a new podcast called Why Are We Like This? And it drops this week. The first three episodes are coming out this week. And so I've got Q and one of his co-hosts, Jerry Darty, to talk about the right-wing propaganda film My Son Hunter uh, about Hunter Biden. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's as bad as you would imagine it would be. Um, But we had a lot of fun talking about it. And, uh, you know, since I was stuck watching this thing for 90 minutes, we might as well get some content out of it. Uh, This episode, of course, will be uh, very political as we dig into all of the things that this movie tries to, uh, you know, all the gotcha bits and stuff like that that this movie tries to do on the Bidens, but um, there's plenty to talk about, so we'll get into all that in a minute. Before we do, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever it is you listen to podcasts, and of course, you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod, and uh, this week, actually, at the time this goes up, tomorrow... I will be in Glendale, California at the Look Dine-In Cinema doing a live Piecing It Together after a screening of See How They Run, uh, sponsored by Cinema Week. And there are links in the show notes to where you can RSVP for free tickets. And also, hopefully, you've seen all of our social media posts about it over the last week or two. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited about this live show. It will be up on the Piecing It Together feed next week. Uh, but there's still time if you want to come out to the show. Um, hope to see you tomorrow. So with that said, um, let's talk about my son Hunter. All right, I'm here with my buddy Q and Jerry Darty from Why Are We Like This, the podcast that just dropped this week, and uh, it's Q's new podcast. Q, first of all, thank you for being back. Jerry, thank you for being here. Uh, before we start getting into this ridiculous movie that you made me watch, uh, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about the new podcast. Yeah. Why are we like this is a Florida focused podcast. It is a, uh, what we like to call the first, um, the first and only true crime podcast that is only about Florida and treats Florida like the active crime scene that it is. Um, now it's not going to sound all the time like a true, true crime show. It's, um, you know, we kind of use that as a foot to get in the door to talk about a lot of issues facing us down here. And, and uh, as, as Gerald is 
is fond of saying Florida is basically like micro dosing the United States. So anything that happens down here, yeah, laugh at it today. Like, you know, make fun of us today all you want, but get ready because it's coming to your neck of the woods pretty soon. Sure. Jerry, you know, Q's been on the show many times before. We've known mm-hmm. each other forever. Did Q just do a good job of introducing the show to everybody? Yeah, I would say like if you like listening to like an autopsy of someone who is still technically alive, this is basically like that. <laughs> like, is Florida dead? Not literally, but like yeah, spiritually. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, like you have you do have to deaden yourself in order to like. If you could do an autopsy, like by watching an episode of Faces of Death, like from your couch, like it would be that's that's what it is. It's mm. like, oh damn, those testicles don't yeah. look right. There's something wrong happening there. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever things would skew uh, Florida based when we were doing Bird Road episodes, it was always like, you know, what 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 is going on over there? Like, this yeah. is just. Everything was just either depressing or weird or just... Sorry, Dave. Not everybody can have their shit together like Las Vegas, Nevada. Like Las Vegas, Nevada. Absolutely. We're we're doing great over here, guys. (laughs) Not everyone can be as calm and normal as the Vegas (laughs) Timmy's. Well, uh, speaking of calm and normal, let's talk about the movie that we're here to talk about. My Son Hunter which uh, I, I certainly had no intention of actually getting around to. We, we, of course, made fun of it all over the place. You know, why? who isn't making fun of it? But uh, Q thought it would be a fun one to talk about. And I am glad that I watched it. I mean... Really? I am. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> look, it looked terrible from the trailers, but it looked like... And I said this in my letterbox review, too. Like, you kind of have to grade stuff like this on a curve because, yeah. like, yes. it, it's a small, independent, no-budget movie. These people, they, they don't have... They're starving yeah, artists. Yeah, they are. They're, they're starving artists. Well, except, no except, except for made. the guy who played Joe. He didn't look starving. He looked well-fed. He was doing great. He, Gina Carano yeah, looked pretty... Gina, Gina Carano right. was pretty well-fed, too, but... Gina Car- Carbona. Yeah, well, the 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 Joe Biden guy is from Dynasty, yeah. so he's probably he's got that daytime TV money. But uh, yeah, no, uh, the, this movie, I I was certainly curious, and so because of that, I'm happy I can like at least check it off the list. But it it's awful. I mean, there, there's no question about that, and it's yeah. it's propaganda. It's it's ridiculous. It's very like mixed up in what it's even trying to say, I think, in trying to attack the Bidens. I mean, you guys are certainly more politically minded than I am. I mean, let let's before we start getting into like we'll talk a few puzzle pieces here and there as well, but like do you think it it did a good job at all of attacking its target? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. Like when so I was aware of this movie when they were still crowdfunding for it Mm -hmm. they announced that they they were trying to raise money from and god bless them for knowing that people would crowdfund to the tune i I think of 2.5 million dollars if i'm not mistaken wow um was the total um budget for the film i don't know if all of that came from crowdfunding so i was aware that there was a movie in production um called my son hunter with had a very like but it had a very pulpy like you know john mcdonald's like whodunit kind of yeah. but like with strippers uh and like a hunter with the you know it had something of like a noir feel a sense of danger mm. to it that i feel like you got maybe a little bit of taste in the beginning and then once the, it turns into you know therapy session it's, it's just completely gone yeah. for the most part so i would say it was disappointing in that i was in, i was hoping for something of a mix between like 
triple yeah. X and uncut gems of like <laughs> sure. a, How a Howard Ratner style figure trying to like do well among like very dangerous Eastern European. Like if, if you replace like Vin Diesel with the Adam Sandler character where he's like doing deals and steals, but also crying about how fucked up he is. I was expecting yeah. something like that, which would be fun. Yeah. All they did was make him seem like, you know, not the best party host. In the right. World. Sure. Like someone who like invited. A little bit of a brat. Know, Just like all, a little bit of a brat. Not in keeping with what any of the strip, because people have interviewed those who have like um, interacted with Hunter Biden. All the strippers that have been interviewed by him say that he is like, the. I think one quote directly was he's the perfect customer, <laughs> like asking him, asking her about like her aspirations or whatever, like, you know, like, what do you want to yeah. do with your life or whatever? And like, I think in, at minute five, he's like screaming at everyone to get out of his house. Yeah. All using or whatever. Not in keeping with like the act, like the actual like record that we have of. Hunter Biden. I was expecting to see something more, and you got a little flavor of it of uh, a tortured soul, someone who knows, but like never really wrestling with it. Just like stating to to hot people that he's a big disappointment and continuing with his behavior anyway, but never really wrestling with it in a way. Like I will be honest, the Hunter. I would interview Hunter Biden. I find him to be a very fascinating character. I feel like anyone who's ever had a friend go through addiction, knows someone who's maybe not as wealthy and well-connected and protected sure. and insulated as Hunter Biden. But I feel like everyone who's known an addict knows a Hunter Biden. Yeah. I feel like he is he would be a rich character yeah. to dive into in the like modern American tapestry. And I, I'm disappointed that more was not done because to your point, um, uh, it, it just focused on like, you know, oh, how how can we jazz up our supporters for the midterms? Basically, like, was kind of the how do we how do we goose them on their way to the polls? Is basically the point of and maybe Dave for for stuff. for some for some of the folks who are listening who like it might help to level set like what's going on here. If maybe you're not as sure. if your brain hasn't been as poisoned as ours has from like pol oh, politics yeah. and Twitter and shit. But <laughs> yeah. this is a cons this movie is a conservative project. It was made by a bunch of you know people who are generally ideologically conservative. And it is exactly what Gerald just Gerald just said. It's like it's it's a propaganda movie that is supposed to be focused on. If you have, if you aren't familiar with this story, Hunter Biden, famous fail son of Joe Joe Biden, um, just like every fail son and every fail daughter out there, getting you know these cushy landing spots at all of these different um, you know multinational jobs, NGOs, things like that, six seven figure uh, paydays, and he had a laptop that contained a lot of uh, information about. You know, incriminating in some cases information about um, about uh, various jobs that he have had uh, working, you know, with organizations in Ukraine, China. So like it, it, it's it's gunning at that little controversy. It really wants to like focus on that and the media's ignoring of it during the, the 2020 election season, which the media did. And, uh, and, and a lot of technology companies acquiesced in, in that way, like they, they would um Restrict. I remember this was companies like Giglio. Are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, Giglio. <laughs> the, I can't the, find the, this the anywhere on search engine. I can't find the, this anywhere on Galuglio. And it's like, oh well, you got to start looking on the real, the real internet. We got to put you on the on a, on the Onion Router. Yeah. What we our our third host um, on why are we like this is uh, Thomas Kennedy, and he couldn't make it today, but he made the great point when we were at dinner the other night. He was saying like, why are conservatives going to make this movie where they're just making hunter biden look cool as shit and he does yeah. not just yes. that i was surprised yes because 
They also made him on the scene, and we'll get into the scenes and stuff, but like there's a big hunk at the beginning of the movie where, um, first of all, L- Lawrence Fox is a, is a good actor. He's a damn good actor. Mm-hmm. Like, and he was good in this role, working with absolute dog shit, uh, you know, writing. And the scene where he's on the couch for a solid 15 minutes with with the um with the 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 exotic dancer he's playing opposite of, he, he like really uh endears empathy. He like he emotes and I feel bad for him and I'm like, aren't they supposed to hate this guy? And and right. and, and the, I definitely yeah. did not walk away. First of all, yeah, there there are a lot of scenes where to uh, Tomas's point, like yeah, he seems cool. He actually made him out to be really cool. And then there are times where you really do feel bad for him, and he yeah. lays out the the cry of the rich kid, the cry of the fail son. That's like everybody just like hates me, and I'm I'm always you know failing and fucking up and. Um, and I felt bad for him and I was not expecting that was that, that couch scene I thought was the most capably made part of the movie. It like actually looked like a real movie. And most of these movies, Dave, like I know you guys don't usually do them on this show, but like most of these movies can only barely be called movies. Like how they look yeah. like you see boom mics yeah. in the shot. You see like, you see, <laughs> you see like actors just, cha- it's like very Tommy Wiseau type shit. It's like the, the actor just changes character in the middle of the movie. This is a capably, competently made bad movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say like the script. I wrote, I made a note like because the production. Also, like for those who aren't going to watch it, which first I also want to say I don't know how you guys watch the movie. I bought it from Breitbart. Got an email saying I yeah. had to be redirected to the original website to confirm that I purchased the movie. Had to hit activate code which would send a code to my email, a six-digit code to my email that I would then enter. This, I felt like I was living in a Tim and Eric like product, <laughs> like promo basically for a shitty, a shitty, a revolutionary new way to shittily watch this movie. Is the Cinco, the Cinco even company, the, the Cinco, this, brought to you by the Cinco company. Yeah, the, the Cinco film, yes. I, I want to say, given who the target audience of this movie was, that it, this is a form of elder abuse. So like, before yes, we can say anything else, Fix your fucking website so that people could just click a link and be brought to the movie. You could host the movie on your page and just have it pass. You guys are getting a little inside uh, into how it feels to be a film critic, by the way, because <laughs> yeah, every, no, every time you get a screener, it's like this. It's a nightmare. It, it, yeah, they treated the entire yeah. general we're market also, like they were all like we're all fil- like I was su- yeah. I was expecting to have like a, a watermark with my email address on it or some shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Before before socialist politics were even viable, I was a Nader supporter and a Nader voter. And uh, the inner, inner what's left of the consumer protection part of my soul was screaming out that like the, the public needs to be warned about how <laughs> shitty the way you navigate this website is. Like someone needs to make an intervention. But um, I made a, a note um, because like you said, the production values are very good. Yeah. The sets are very good. Um, the lighting, very good. Especially, especially, like you said, when we're comparing it to other conservative films. But the script is, and I, I love my brother very dearly, but when we were children, um, like you would write out like plays and scenarios for us to perform for our family. And I said, this does feel like if you gave five-year-old Braden $2.5 million to make a movie about Hunter Biden. And like people just announcing like, what do you know? I, I'm re- in real bad with China. What do you know about China? More than you think. All right, let's and then just smoking crack and then that transports you to China. And then his dad is angry at him. And then you see the girl's boobies, but not all of them. You just see some of yeah. the boobies. Yeah, it's like a fire. 
You see, you see the bear of a woman's back, which is more than I've ever seen in a conservative film ever. Well, this is an edgy film. I mean, like you, you, you invoked uh, yeah. Uncut Gems earlier. I mean, this is trying to like be a character that's like really over the top and really, uh, I don't exciting in a weird way. Like it's weird because like, and to, to throw a puzzle piece in here, I think this is like one of the most obvious ones. I think people were saying this back when the trailer came out, uh, the Wolf of wall street. I oh, mean, trying really hard, trying very hard. Yeah. 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 I mean the excess, the greed, the entitlement and, but it's all being demonized in, in that same way, but somehow it's, only bad because democrats are doing it like no no republican or conservative would ever live this way or be associated with any of this kind of thing my argument to that would be it's only it's only bad because robert davi's not martin scorsese that's the reason it's only bad because you know what give give this give some version of this script to martin scorsese let him do what Martin Scorsese does. This is a damn good movie. This could be a right. damn good yeah. movie. Like I said, like the tapestry is rich for a hunter by like someone who like, I mean, it's an American archetype, like someone who like is constantly rescued through like wealth and connection from like his own incompetence or like inability to get out of his own way, constantly failing upwards. I forget who said, who said it, but like, imagine like, oh, oh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, like you said, David. In the financial press, I forget it was the Wall Street Journal or the Financial Times, but I remember the coverage of audience reactions to Wolf of Wall Street because it was, I thought, I was I was very on a knife edge when I saw that trailer because I was like, we're five years removed from the crash of 08 and we're making this type mm-hmm. of a movie. I was like, this feels a little, this could go many different ways. The reaction in lower yeah. Manhattan, again, I forget which, which of the papers it was, people uh, who work in day trading cheering on um leo dicaprio when he slips the note that says i'm wearing a wire to jonah hill because he's like that like yes you protect your people like you protect like because that's what they would do in this situation for the voters yes like this is a way to jazz them up and goose them and make them feel like you know like they got to have a little treat you know before halloween and and election day for rnc operatives i'm going to guarantee that even though hunter biden is on the other side of the aisle they were yeah. rooting for him too because they Hunter Biden is known because of his last name. Hunter Biden types are dime yep. a dozen in politics. Like the protected, connected family member who is, you know, addicted to that access, addicted to what it gets him because he could never get yeah. it on his own anyway. Um, or at least not last yeah. very long doing it. I th- I have to think even among like RNC operatives watching this movie would say, Oh damn, that reminds me of cousin tony or whatever the fuck the 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 thing where this falls apart and where a movie that could have been like like joking around about it being like a good like somebody like martin scorsese getting their hands on uh, this topic like we can just say right now the hunt the hunter biden movie hasn't been made yet and it will be one day and it'll be it'll be good but the core issue is that like with this kind of like conservative sort of like propaganda it always falls apart. It's the same thing with conservative comedy. It falls apart because they're so focused on like working through their their own neuroses, their preoccupations, their grudges. Mm-hmm. They always rush the punchline. They yes. can't do anything subtly. It all yeah. has to be like like a little wink at like they need that Greek chorus Gina Carano character to look at the camera and be like, "Damn, these guys are scumbags, right, everyone?" You know, like they need yeah. that. They yeah. have to force the bit too much. And you would never catch like the what is the what is the legacy of Wolf of Wall Street? The legacy of Wolf of Wall Street is the argument over wait, 
does Martin Scorsese um, endorse this? Does he like this? Right. Or like everybody's right. still fighting. The fact that people don't know is the brilliance of that movie because that that's that's evidence right. that he nailed it. Like a great Hunter Biden movie would be one where you walk away and you're like, do do, do they like Hunter Biden or not like him? And like that that is where all conservative media, all conservative creative projects, all reactionary creative work and art falls, in my opinion, falls apart because it has to force its its it has to force its point. It has to shoehorn it in, and it takes away anything that could be perceived as ambiguity, anything that could be like um, maybe s subtlety, and it, it makes it so obvious that it removes that 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 field of play where art happens, and it turns into just propaganda. And that's what this movie really was, and it, had, it blew it it blew a chance because everything else was there. Like it yeah. did look good. I mean. Early in the conversation um, with the dancer, was her name Gina Anderson? Uh, yeah, Grace Anderson. Grace Anderson, uh, yeah. Grace Anderson, you know, talking about like Bo and losing his mind and like, but not going in, like, like they treated that very, I thought very delicately. Like they were not like trying to make him out like this, like Frankenstein monster of trauma. Like they were very clearly like pointing to the art, like had you walked in his shoes, you might very well yeah. end up the same way basically like if you had a lot of you know misfortune come your way married to a lot of wealth power access what have you um you might quite you know quite easily have ended up sure. the same way and then like you said by the end just maniacally laughing about how oh we're, the the laptop man is a trumpster yeah. we're going that way the impeachment vote oh i'm i'm off scot-free and that's when you know might as well have like the devil horns like come out of his yeah. head at that moment like it really did like it was dancing on a line um, and not even very well, but at least like it was carrying itself along. And then by the end, it's like, OK, now this yeah. is just like black and white cardboard cut out. I'm right. glancing up my watch like I'm not. You know, no, when the when the anymore. when the when the purportedly liberal, um, you know, because she starts off the movie inexplicably in the middle of like a Black Lives Matter protest for some reason, when the stripper sure is, is it's like this purportedly liberal. Um, character like a cut like you say Jared like a cutout of like what a conservative thinks a liberal is and um and she's like oh they're talking about everything having to do with with the with the laptop and, and I, at one point they're they're talking with this other sort of expositional character Tyrone who only exists to be exposition and right. she goes but wait that's Russian disinformation and she's sitting there a stripper yeah dressed like a stripper at her client's house being a stripper being a sex worker and using the phrase <laughs> Russian disinformation. And I'm like, this is really what like these people think. Like <laughs> it is funny. It is funny that they think that the security detail for these politicians are all going on DuckDuckGo and like watching InfoWars. <laughs> like it is funny to, to think that. And that if they were ever in a room with a stripper, they would try to get them on like, you know, maybe Sandy Hook didn't really happen the way. I want to, you know, I want to, I have this written down as I know that I wanted to like address too, like the lib, the, because the, we were talking about, and J Jerry made a really great point because like the one I think the, the 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 most important characteristic of Hunter Biden is how ununique he is. How every yeah. single yeah, we only know him because of his name. But Washington D.C. is littered with riddled with things. those guys. And the typical typical like liberal talking point when whenever you talk about Biden, uh, Hunter Biden, but specifically like in this movie, is always like, 
oh, the Trump kids are just as corrupt and they did like worse stuff and Eric stole from kids with cancer, which is true. And Ivanka gets uh, gives bribes to China for her, like her patents and everything. And that's true. And like Jared, I don't know, like sold white slaves or whatever. I don't know what the fuck. 666 Fifth Avenue could be its own. Its own fucking. It could be it. It could be its own anthology on HBO, like that room four or what 404 or whatever. Whatever deal they made with the Qataris to take it off their hands. But um, those things are probably true to some extent, but like it's everyone. Whoever it is that you think that like whatever your political fandom is, like that guy or girl's kid is probably in some way or another experiencing the same thing. Like they're probably going through the same. Because, and I think actually one of the successes of the movie one of the few successes of the movie is where they show almost how how unavoidable this was for just a normal person to end up this way. Bo Biden had to be like Jesus Christ walking on water to to be Bo Biden. And what did it get him? An early like I mean, he still just died as a young man, right? Hunter Biden no. was the frailty that we all have. And we probably would all be that way. Like you know, yeah. and or at least most of us, and in, in that situation, and I was—I got to tell you—I was not expecting that, um, and I don't think that Robert Davi intended for that to come out in the movie so much. To, but um, that's what I walked away, stepped away, thinking is like this could be, you know, any any anybody who uh, whose father or mother is in some prominent position in American politics, because we don't have royalty. Yeah. We have failed sons and failed daughters. To that point, um, another puzzle piece I'm going to throw in there, um, and one that I think the movie is like totally uh, not getting to, but maybe was on the mind, uh, Oliver Stone's W from 2008, uh, oh, yeah. about George W. Um, I yes. think it's certainly trying to, uh, you know, be that kind of a movie. Yeah. But again, like, you know, he's just so, he's portrayed as like so unspecial, just like, just a regular there's nothing to him you know in, what, in any way. I, I'll say that that's I'll say that that's like, in my opinion, that was that's lesser Oliver Stone and perfect example. Yeah, sure. A great a, a yeah. great comp for this movie, honestly, because it's the same thing where you yeah. you know Oliver Stone did the great sin in that movie of letting you know exactly how he feels about the character, and when you walked out of that sure. movie, you were like, okay, I know how I'm supposed to think about. You know, you're, I, I don't know, I was like 28 or whatever when that movie came out, and then like I walk out and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to hate George Bush. I mean. I'm 28 and I'm unemployed. So like, I already hate him and you know, sure. but yeah. And Green Day told me to. Green so, Day told me yeah. that he's an American <laughs> yeah. idiot. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Do you want to get into the puzzle pieces there? You know, just throw them out when you got them. This, this is going to be so super loose because of what the movie is. But, but yeah, I think, I think actually the way that you were just making that, I'm, I'm realizing that W is actually a better piece than I even thought it was when I wrote that's it down. One. So yeah. That's yeah. A good comp. yeah. So that that should yeah. definitely be in there. What do you have though? Do you have a good one you want to throw out there? On on the heels of W, I'm going to tell you that if you want to watch a great, like a truly great movie that is like my son my son Hunter, a movie that that movie wishes that it was, I would say check out 2018's Loro. Have either of you heard of this movie? Loro? No, never heard of it. So no. Loro Loro was directed by Paolo Sorrentino, who you might have maybe you've seen La Gran Belleza or The Young Pope. Um, but the new yeah, Pope, he sure. did, he did both of those. Yep. Uh, it's this lightly fictionalized life story of Sergio, uh, Berlusconi, former president of Italy. Um, uh, like we think that we broke the mold with Donald Trump. No, Italy had the original Donald Trump. It was Silvio Berlusconi. And it is this 
high concept, slick, super stylized, like very bombastic. If you've ever watched any Paolo Sorrentino, <clears throat> you know, this guy has like imp an impeccable eye. Like he is an incredible filmmaker. And it's this movie where you realize like how weird and perverse the political polarities outside of the U.S. are. Like mm. you, you get to see the way that the, the parties and the what, what passes for conservative, what passes for liberal, what passes for socialist in other countries, you see the difference of like kind of how they're defined. And it's, it's another situation where you have this choice. You can kind of be like so bitterly obsessed with the minutia of the scandal in your little backyard. Like that's one thing about Hunter, the, the movie, is that you've got to know so much like Reddit, QAnon bullshit to like even yeah. grasp a bunch of the references that they're making. Like a lot of the stuff, you, yeah. you, you otherwise you're, it's just going to wash over you. Or you can, well, to be fair, if you, if you have any friends or family who are on that side, they will tell you these things every chance they yeah, get. Loudly, so you kind of pick up some of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can do that or you can just be blissfully unaware and kind of engage with it like it's a movie. Loro is a movie where you don't need to know like every micro detail of Berlusconi's life to be able to, yeah. you know, be like the Leonardo DiCaprio, like, oh, there it is. That's the part where he fucked a stripper, you know? Like you, you, yeah. you don't have to know all that. You can just let the movie kind of wash over you it's very like artistically daring it, it looks the way that robert dobby wished that hunter the hunter movie looked it's clever the ways that he wishes that it was clever it's dirty in the ways that he wishes he was allowed to be dirty because i don't know if you guys caught this but like they couldn't go like whole hog the way that that movie this movie really wanted to go whole hog and they couldn't because they really yeah. do think that you know they're conservative they imagine families watching this movie so um yeah 2018's Loro, which was it's on Amazon right now. It's great. It's like it's like the way that uh, like most Italian American filmmakers try to be like actual it Italian filmmakers, and they just like fall short. Robert okay. Davi, I'm not even gonna check. I'm pretty sure he's Italian. Like he's an Italian American guy. I'm just gonna say it because I'm pretty sure he's he, if not he spiritually right? is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Good one. I, I'm. I'm. I want to see that movie. That sounds really good. It's a fucking great um, movie. I haven't Dave. seen it's just, it. It's but... a sin you haven't seen that movie. It was really good. Yeah, he's he's fantastic, and so I'm gonna have to uh, check yeah. that out for sure. Uh, Jerry, do you got a piece you want to uh, bring up? Not exactly a movie or a show. Um, early in the movie, before any of the even Hunter Biden stuff even gets started, they set December 2019, and there's this massive BLM yeah. protest mm -hmm. going on, which I I was alive during December 2019. And there was no mm. such thing. But okay. I also, by the way, Hunt, I was like, is Hunter Biden at this protest? And no, there's nothing. <laughs> there's yeah. no, there's just nothing mixing shit up. Or and they could have made it. But, it they could have made it in May 2020. Like the timeline, the timeline would have worked no fine. Like they, they, yes, even better. It been, it would have been made better. fucking sense. Why make it 2019? I mean, they were just. Because in December 2019, Biden is like, remember, like Bloomberg is just like getting his right. gears ready. Like he like there's not a lot of, you know, Biden momentum in December 2019. The idea that this is a high stakes situation right. for Joe Biden and not people or Warren or Bernie Sanders yeah. or whoever yeah. else. Warren, you know, um, to, I, again, it baffled me. But what baffled me even more, like we said, how do conservatives imagine liberals to be? I would like to add because. I don't think they've ever met another. How do they even talk to each other? There are two protesters at the. Um, this is hilarious. 
at the uh, BLM protest so the, the, in December 2019. We were all there. You remember December 2019. We were all doing it. You know, they uh, they take a video, they duck away um, to the side, and the conversation is as follows. I think I got a viral video. I'm going to trend. Let me see. You can't post this video, Grace. It'll make the protest look bad. Dramatic music inserted. So a puzzle piece I would offer is Saved by the Bell, um, which is how these people talk in the movie is at the level of preteen friendly like school yeah. comedy Zach, drama, Zach and Screech talking will about carry like yeah that yes that that level of dialogue will carry you through the film even once we get to Hunter and the stripper they all still will talk to each other like preteens it's so true and like yeah so even in my, my letterbox review I talked about how like you know we were talking earlier about how they can't like land any jokes or anything every joke is telegraphed with like a sitcom music cue like it's like yeah. boing you know, there was literally like, a boy yo 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 sound in the movie. Dave, there was a there was a scene where there was a scene where they um were there. I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but like it it was like you're tonally and 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 Dave knows this. Dave makes um Dave makes music. He's a composer. He's done a lot of films. He's a you know he he's made a lot of soundtracks, and the the sound can be as effective as like lighting. It can be as effective as composition and like setting sure. tone. It felt like there were times that I felt like I was sitting. There was one specific time and I wrote this down where I went from sitting, watching like a Scorsese movie. It's like somebody pulled me into a theater next door and I was watching a John Hughes movie out of nowhere. And I'm just, yeah. it, it felt like all of a sudden I was watching home alone and it was like, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Is this like the mask or something? I thought I was watching like a serious political yeah. thriller and you know that kind of stuff can work but it didn't work the way that they did it mm -hmm. it didn't it wasn't it was not fucking good. no there was another moment also and maybe it's on the mind because of the debt relief uh from last month where what's her name again sorry Gina uh, anderson. grace anderson grace anderson grace anderson sorry grace um looks to the camera the minute we meet her and says don't judge me i'm doing this to pay off my college debt and i for the life of me was like are they making fun of precarious yeah. young people <laughs> precarious <laughs> young movies. sex workers like, yeah or like what like, of the joke mm -hmm. yeah and i realized like there's no reason for them to like for me to tell a conservative that like you know literally like the conversations that you'll have when you're dating with people are like do you even want to have kids if climate change is going to happen or like you like you know like comparing bad fico scores or whatever because they'll yeah. just think it's funny so there's no reason to like you know like even advertise it to them because it'll just be used as fodder for their like yeah. comedic. It'll you'll just end up on God yeah. Conservatives will just be sure like, people call them student loans in real life. Yeah, but, uh, it's, it's, the, yeah. and conservatives <laughs> will just be conservatives will see will see the scene like any scene like that and just be like, ha, people suffering without having money <laughs> that must suck for you. They love that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks for you. <laughs> the, no, you know, I, it's funny, Jared. You're talking about that because like I have one note written about her. And it's about the last time that we see her. And my note is, movie ends with a 37-year-old woman calling a 45-year-old man who just broke into her house, daddy, and hugging him in reconciliation. Like where her dad comes in at the end and, is, and she's like, daddy. Yeah. And it's like, you're 37. That's that guy is maybe your yeah. older brother. Like my fa my favorite is the thirty seven year old stripper 
with the only her dad is the only lawyer who would never no, do no, anything no. unethical <laughs> ever. And yet, and it's, like, <laughs> Jesus, how'd that work out for you, pal? <laughs> like, what a family, <laughs> sweetheart. You know that I, you know that I save all of my personal failings for fatherhood. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll go on to yeah, another you go, one Dave. here. You go. Uh, Your turn. <laughs> you know what? Before before I bring it up. I just wanted to ask you guys, because Q, you and I, we would joke around sometimes, like, for example, like, let's go, Brandon, like, that we didn't even want to know what it means, necessarily. We hear it, and we're like, we don't want to go that far in. Like, how much of the laptop business do you even, like, pay attention to enough to even know about it? I am familiar with what Burisma is, which is the company that, you know, that came out of pocket to, you know, get a preferential... I guess sanction relief or something. It was like some, I, I like they got so, they got so, Jerry, you probably know more than I do, honestly, but like they got so yeah. inside baseball with this shit. And again, yeah. this goes back to the thing where it's like you've got to be like 500 hours deep on QAnon Discord chats and shit like that to know all of this stuff. You've got to be yeah. so deep in the lore of like Laptop Gate or whatever. Like, I, I I will this stuff to me the equivalent of it on the on the the, the Democrat side is all the Trump Russia stuff. Uh, you you can never I, yeah. I absolutely refuse to lo- learn who Lev Parnas is. I will never know who Lev Parnas right. is. Yeah, and you can't make me yeah. learn it. Yeah, you can't make me learn any of that shit. And because uh, none of it fucking matters at the end of the day, right. none of it makes a difference. I, I don't know, Jared. Do you right. know anything about like the, the the Were you aware of the laptop stuff when it was happening? I mean, I. Was- not aware of the like the actual interactions between like hunter biden as like a wheeler dealer or whatever i was i was interested when they shut down when uh twitter like yeah they uh, censored yeah the new, post. the new york post that was interesting to me because like i do like and to be fair never happened with any of the steel dossier stories mm-hmm. never happened with any of the you know uh trump russia stuff like it never like but once it came to, and I, if I was a conservative, I would, I would basically, that would be my throw in the towel moment of like, oh, like if someone says some, Trump did something bad, it's yeah. trending. But if someone says I have Hunter Biden's literal physical laptop and it, but it's just, you know, like I said, like receipts that are already filed with the government anyway. And some like, depending on who you ask, embarrassing or flattering selfies we have to shut down the New York Post. Like, if I was a conservative, that would be my, like, this is bullshit. It's fair, but I will say this. Look, you can call, and conservatives have done this and continue to to do this, and they're not wrong. Um, You can call CNN, the New York Times, who who were, like, the sort of the object of the ire of, like, who the the big outlets that were, you know, refusing to cover the story. You can call them failing, failing, the failing New York Times. Or the low rating <laughs> CNN, you can call them irrelevant. You can say that they're biased, whatever. You can complain about also the disinformation storyline. And you can make the point that this movie makes, which is that, like, if not for that, right? Because this movie imagines a different future at the end. Spoiler alert Donald Trump wins re election in this movie. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Y- you can do that, but you can't do both. Either the New York Times and CNN are irrelevant. Yeah aging fossil institutions that nobody gives a shit about and uh, and they're like committed to some old guard liberalism that is irrelevant to people or they change the course of the election but it can't i'm sorry like at some point you you got to pick one for sure absolutely i mean that like that they will i i run into this i have 
a lot of MAGA family members. I will run into this a lot where, for example, like Trump is this like alpha male God emperor figure who's like our last line of defense, you know, between the forces of good and evil. And they'll say that there's a doctor down the hall who's committing crimes against humanity, um, you know, in broad daylight, uh, such that even our most illustrious like DIY Facebook documentarians uh, could you know, solicit and distribute materials about how the evil Fauci and Bill Gates and Xi Jinping are all collaborating. And it's so easy that we could all see it here. And yet you have to ask them, what was with all the joint press conferences that Trump and Fauci? Because if the guy works, if the if the most evil man in the world works down the hall from the most heroic man in the world, I think you could draw a line from A to B as to what's got to be done to protect us. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And they will go back and forth. They would do it with Obama. They would be, he's a metrosexual gay pussy and also masterminding everything mm-hmm. bad that happens in the United yeah. States government. Like he's, you know, he's iffy. Well, a lot, of, like, a lot of it is like, know, like depending on how I need to boost my A lot of it is like day. the Dinesh D'Souza stuff, like where it's like, um, like you've got the Dinesh D'Souza wing of conservatism that'll be like, oh, well, you know that Democrats were actually the ones that pushed, um, that, that, uh, that were on the Confederate side of the, of, um, of this, the, the the civil war and that the democrats are the original um racists and it's like okay man so then what you're saying is like you guys don't like the confederate flags because it's mostly republicans like flying them today like make up your fucking oh, mind yeah. like which one is it like mm-hmm. are you guys into that or are you not into it, that I mean, yeah it's just trolling it basically yeah. trolling. like that is just like yeah like again the, like Republican Party was not a conservative party in 1865. There was no conservatism right. in 1865. Like all of our politics were a regional and about you know mode of re- like economic reproduction, industrial, relying on child labor, <laughs> plantation, relying right. on slave labor, and that was the question of the day. I will say a couple things that I thought were really great about the movie, Dave. Does didn't it like the beginning of the movie? Didn't it? Um, and I know you were going to give us another puzzle piece, Dave. But like, didn't the beginning movie? Uh, remind you of the very first few commercials that they did for the what happens in vegas campaign back in like when was that that launched in like 2003 remember we were kids and we were living in like a we little were, mini piece there yeah it was like it reminded me so much of because okay these are like um commercials that would run on network television and they would have to imply that there was dirty filthy debauchery happening but they, it was right. a commercial they can't show it so you would see like a pretty girl like the outline of her leg and i don't know like you could just imagine that the table that she was passed out on had cocaine on it but they wouldn't show the cocaine. <laughs> you know like it was like all of this like kind of it reminded me of those early like what happens in in <laughs> and the other thing i want to say dave yeah. you know <laughs> you know that i'm a big critic of hollywood like i don't i i i i i always criticize the hollywood whatever the studio system but seeing Gina Carano in this movie gave me a mm-hmm. new appreciation. This is somebody who, she worked with people oh, like, yeah. um, I think most recently she had a lot of attention for The Mandalorian, right? And, and That was right, when she yeah. really blew up as a name. That Before that, knew. she was in a yeah. movie where she was the star of a, a Steven Soderbergh movie. Um, yeah. Justin yeah. Lin, right? He directed her and got a great performance out of her in one of the Fast and Furious movies. Steven, yep. like a guy like Stephen C. Miller, very competent, very good director, right? This shows you how important the Hollywood machine is to take somebody that wooden and untalented and make them 
a star in a lot of movies. Yeah, because there seems like there's nothing there when you see her in something like this. There's just nothing. It's just like, what am I supposed to say? Like, maybe if like she pulled off the suit and started beating people up, it would be a little bit more fun, but that never happens. It's just implied that she's a badass and she never actually... And it's, again, another one of these wink and nod things. Like, you've got to know Gina Carano's history as a canceled person, you know, a person of cancellation. And that is that, that like that, yeah. like you got to know the inside joke of what she is. You got to care yeah. about that to even give a shit that this wooden dummy is up on camera, like delivering these lines, like she's literally reading them off of the palm of her fucking hand. And so, yeah, that yeah. gives me a little bit more um, appreciation for for that Hollywood. This <laughs> this this movie could have used some notes, Dave. This movie could have used a few. It could have used a few notes, and I feel like that's a, a thing with a lot of movies nowadays. But you know, that's a whole other subject. But to bring it back to the reason why I was asking you about the laptop is because this this is a bit of a stretch here. But uh, my next puzzle piece is the Big Lebowski because the briefcase was nothing all along, and Bunny kidnapped herself, and there's right. nothing there. It all this everything is set in motion by a story. That is nothing. And that's why I'm like, do we even know anything about any of this? I see what you're doing, and I'm still offended by it. I'm still yeah. insanely <laughs> offended that you're bringing the Big Lebowski. You know, you know these people love the Big Lebowski. Come on. Just because it's a good movie, it could still be a puzzle piece. Yeah, we all, we all remember when Philip Seymour Hoffman would wink at the camera and be like, get a load of this guy, man. <laughs> I'm thinking that like that this movie no, this movie literally could have been directed by Walter Subchak. Like if you think about it, this is a movie <laughs> yeah, that the, that the real life Walter Subchak probably would have directed. Yeah, I do have another puzzle piece. Let's do it. <laughs> it's actually three in one, and it's a movie that we talked about recently. Um, I, I forget where we were, J- uh, Jerry, but like we were talking about the Atlas Shrug trilogy, mm. 2011, 2012, oh, yes. and 2014, directed by. Paul Johansson, then John Putch, and then some guy named James J. James Manera. Manera. I have no idea how to pronounce his name. Um, the first movie starred uh, Taylor Schilling before Orange is the New Black, and then she pieced the fuck out for the other two movies. <laughs> I was telling, I think I was telling you and Tomas that I had watched these movies on 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 the couch, like high out of my mind, half asleep at like three in the morning one one random night. I honestly don't remember what happens in the third one. I assume that I assume that the the, the rich people win. I don't I don't know. Um, so when people think that they're the, the reason that I wanted to bring this this series of movies up, very flawed, very bad movies based off of a very flawed, very bad novel. Um, when people this reminds me of like when people who think that they're smarter than they are try to make political statements through film but without like really understanding what it is that they're trying to say. Like if you watch mm. with 2021 cynicism, and I did this, I rewatched the first 20 minutes of the first um, Atlas Shrugged movie. If you rewatch it through the lens of like just a normal human being in the year 2022 that's gone through two and a half years of um, governmental society-wide failure in the face of a, a, you know, inter- a, a global pandemic, like you watch this movie and you're like, Oh, this is a, this is a socialist message. This is going to be like a message of socialism, and then it just and you're like, wow, they're going to get and you keep watching and you're like, oh, they're going to get to that pretty soon. Watch, all of these characters are going to get their comeuppance, and then it's like, no, the movie is positioning these characters to be right, 
They're like these, mm. they're the ones that are that are correct in, in, in the the framework or the context of the movie. It's very broad. It's very obvious, which also reminded me a lot of My Son Hunter. Um, it has this sheen of a movie that seems like it should be artistic and subtle, and it's not. It just, you keep waiting for it to be. You think it's hiding its, its message, and it's not. It's all text. None of it is subtext. Um, and it's, it's all just, it reminds me of, like, going back to conservative media, man. It reminds me of a, a lot of conservative media, which is just excuses to take your favorite memes and turn them into dialogue. And, and just, like, actually hmm. have characters speak yeah. them out loud. And Jer, I know you have experience with these kind of people. It comes from like that that corner of conservatism, like that Ben Shapiro corner of conservatism that like really wants to be taken seriously and not be seen as like uh, crazy crackpots and conspiracy theorists and like forced birth for eleven year olds. It comes from that like bow tie conservatism as opposed to like MAGA cap conservatism and. It, 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 that, that, and I know that, that the world is completely different than 2011 when that movie, the first one came out. But like, I feel that like, please take us seriously. We're making a real case here, you know, type of energy coming off this one. So I, I never saw Atlas Shrugged, um, but I remember when it was like we were saying, I remember when it was a big thing. It was around the time when like Ron Paul was a real like, like proto Bernie, like old man internet celebrity. Like I remember like never being able to watch a YouTube video about even like a cat without Ron Paul 2012 being the top comment like that, like yeah. Atlas Shrugged was having its moment at the right time. Um, culturally, if there was ever going to be a movie and like that and have it do well, that was the time. Um, I know it was screened at Cornell. I went to Ithaca college. Uh, I know it was screened at Cornell. And the one person I know who went to see it was a fan of the book said they were disappointed uh, by the film. <laughs> um, and when I asked, was it like, was it like divorced from the text? They're like, no, it was just, boring i was like so if it's if, if it's faithful to the text but it's boring you're not exactly making a great case for the book i have to tell you this is the thing where it's like they're so close they're so close yeah. like yeah. You know. <laughs> Oh well, God. pretty soon we're going to get a Zack Snyder Fountainhead adaptation. So, oh my uh, God, is he still working on that? More. Is that really going to happen? That'll at least be fun. It'll at least be yeah. It'll be a big ass movie with big special effects and well made you know so it won't be like some you know shit show like this i didn't read the fountainhead and, and admittedly that like uh, just like every 17 year old i read atlas shrugged like you're like you do in in america if you're like a disaffected 17 year old and you're white passing and you're a male they just hand you a copy of <laughs> atlas shrug when you turn 18 and you have to read it yeah. but like uh <laughs> I, I don't remember even like the cliff's notes of um of what fountainhead was like i, I don't even know like what was it I assume there was somebody incredibly successful and rich who was put upon by society and was sounds you know, right. I've I've no no sounds idea. Sounds about right. Uh, Jerry, do you have another puzzle piece you want to bring up? Um, you've been on an airplane, right? Like uh, you've seen those like uh, instructional videos. Um, what is it that like show you like what to do in the event of a crash? Sure. Imagine sure. that, but like instead, of, like all right. So Gina Carano in the movie, there's a moment where. Hunter Biden and his like Eastern European uh, business associates are all like having like assembly line style sex all right next to each other. Um, Gina Carano comes out. Um, what is it? Addresses the camera um, like she's been. Doing she's, like she's like green screened. She's like green screened over the three of she's them. Right? Her whole everything. She's not even there. Yeah. Which I don't know if she yeah. had a clause in her contract that says I don't want to be around the sex stuff. <laughs> 
but they just they green screened in Gina Carano to say, now Hunter Biden had no knowledge of whatever minerals that you know for his or whatever was was doing. So what do you think the real reason that they were keeping him around was? I'm like, you can't ask that question when Hunter Biden is bringing their friends to orgasm because the answer any natural thinking person would come to is because he's cool. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> because they would hang out with him for free (laughs) that's what a cool person would do for their homie right yeah i i I imagined like a plain instructional video but like about like instead of like what to do in the event of an emergency what to do in the event that the emergency has already happened (laughs) because i was like your timing here is way off like if you want to do it like at the party or like when he's like when people are getting arrested or something that's fine but to do it while he's making someone very, very happy and yeah. having a great time, if you're going to say, no, why you... would they want him around? Because that's fun for people to do. <laughs> I had I had a note about that scene right before that. Jared, I don't know if any if either of you guys caught this, but like this is the kind of shit that pisses me off. Like two and a half million dollar budget movie. And the character is mispronouncing um, Viktor Yanukovych's name. She calls him Yanukovych. Oh, yeah. And that just bothered me. I was like, oh, come on. Get that right. That's like such an easy detail. That guy's name was in the news every day from like 2010 to 2015. Like, and and you're calling him Yanukovych? It's like, come on. Yeah. Fix that shit. (laughs) Another, I made a note of it. Another puzzle piece could be, um, what is it? Xenoblade Chronicles, which is a very, um, uh, for people who don't know, it's a uh, Japanese, it's a JRPG video game where the dialogue is just very stilted and very bad. And I did, Make a note that when uh, what's his name Yanukovych or whatever uh, is uh, sitting in a in an Orthodox church, um, that all the dialogue that he was saying to the other corrupt guys sounded like JRPG dialogue. <laughs> so I would and, say, and, and by the way, he's in that Chronicles would also be another. Place. And he's in he's here. Okay, he, not not VO'd either. It it is a Ukrainian man in a room yeah. with a Ukrainian man and then a third Ukrainian man shows up and they have the entire conversation in English. Yes. That always pisses me off. I hate that yes. shit when they do that in movies. Well, it's conservatives like, hate subtitles. So, I mean, that, that has been proven time and time Reading again. is kryptonite, I suppose. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I mean, Dave, do you have any more puzzle pieces? Remember, I had, I had one that I was going to throw in here, which was um, yeah. the interview, 2007. Uh, I don't, not the interview with Seth Rogen. Right. In 2007, Steve Buscemi directed and starred in a movie called The Interview. So Sienna Miller plays like a, a Britney Spears type pop star in, in the, the interview. The whole movie, it's an hour and a half, I think, of just Steve Buscemi playing this, um, this, this sort of castigated, uh, punished reporter who's used to covering, you know, breaking political news and, and news of importance and has been because of a, um, I guess, like, if I remember correctly, it's like a pending, uh, a pending case of of plagiarism that's haunting him and that is going to come in and and uh probably end his career at some point um he has been relegated by his editors to fluff pieces basically and he has to go he's sent to interview this pop star in her um lavish uh apartment in her in in manhattan and um the whole movie it's a great movie it's just steve buscemi and sienna miller in an apartment and they go through this crazy, like, getting to know you phase to, like, I don't want to ruin it for anybody that's actually going to watch it because it's a fucking good movie. You really should watch it. Um, but the, the, it, it ends in a very crazy, chaotic, unpredictable way. But the way that 
a big hunk of this movie was just Hunter and this woman, this the the, right. the exotic dancer. The, the way that it was just them bearing their souls to each other after like getting to after just meeting, ham fisted as it was written, sure, but like it 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 gave me a lot of the, those vibes. It was like this is kind of interesting. There's just these two people. They're getting to know each other. Um, I think we've all had that 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 thing when like maybe not when we were 53 year old men like Hunter Biden is in this, but like when we were younger, where you meet somebody and and one night you like feel super close to them, and all of a sudden you're bearing sure. your souls to each other and shit, and then maybe you never see them again. Like there's we all have that shit like that happened to us at some point. Um, so I I kind of I kind of felt a little bit of over to Steve Buscemi never really did much directing after that did he dave he should have because that was a good movie no yeah i did that movie trees lounge but uh not not much only a couple of things but yeah i mean i would hope that he would get back into directing at some point especially as he gets older because i mean he he's he's a good director and i really want to see that movie i haven't seen that and it sounds great and it sounds like all the good parts of this movie yeah it's, <laughs> it's what the, yeah it's a, it's a great idea for a movie that you could you could have just it, that's how i would have if i only had two million dollars to play with first of all i would have recast both parts and I would have just made it that movie. I would have made it these two people bearing their souls to each other in an apartment on a night that kind of goes off the rails and uh, changes both right. of their lives. That's a better way to take $2 million and leave it all on the screen. I had yeah. one last puzzle piece, uh, one last comparison. Um, She-Hulk. Um, right now, there is a lot of anger um, that uh, She-Hulk, uh, the dialogue is very uh, paint-by-numbers, Jezebel-level feminist, uh, you know, uh, diatribe about how I know what it's like to be the whole, uh, angry like the Hulk because I get catcalled and talked down to and what have you, or the, the, the twerking and the soy banter with, uh, with Megan D. Stallion. The scene we were describing with the Secret Service agent and the stripper where he's like, Oh, well, the problem here is you're using Google and the mainstream media when you need to be using DuckDuckGo and you know whatever else. I was like, <laughs> you can't take issue with She-Hulk for the way that it operates as just like, you know, like, like pandering to its intended audience and then make media that is just the mirror image of that. Like you are She-Hulk. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, yeah. if you got to make She-Hulk, you would make it, but in reverse. You wouldn't make a, a, a She-Hulk that... I don't know what even they would do with She-Hulk. I mean, they would probably do this. They would probably yeah. make it that She-Hulk is going to be the, you know, one of the the dancers at Hunter Biden's party that's going to take him to justice with her bare hands or something. But that's I, a I, fucking I, movie. I, 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 I could see all the, you know, the the fanfare and the and the um, hurt feelings that you know She-Hulk would have political opinions uh, that were not their own. I was like, you can't make, you can't complain about this type of media and then make this type of media albeit on a yeah. lower budget <laughs> yeah i i you know uh, i've been kind of a defender of this of of the she-hulk tv show for two reasons number one i have an eight-year-old little girl and it's perfect sure. to watch with her it's like sure. very very few things are like can her and i both sit and and watch and enjoy and that's one of them sure. and the other reason is that when i was her age i read that 1990s um run of she-hulk that this is based off of and this is actually nailing it. This is exactly how that that Everyone run of She-Hulk who watches was. the show says it's very faithful to the to the text. Super. My faithful. my issue is not with She-Hulk. My issue is the reaction yeah. to She-Hulk, and then yeah. this like this kind of giving away that had if you were in charge of She-Hulk, again, you just like a conservative She-Hulk. It's hypocrisy. Pick your, pick Correct, your fucking basically. position, guys. Pick Correct. your fucking position. Like what? Do you, yeah, Correct. like 
Yeah, that for me, Dave, that does it. The only one that I wanted to throw out there, I think we kind of touched on at the beginning, which was um, Batman Begins, just the scene where he yells at everybody and kicks them out of the house. Kicks which, him out of the party. <laughs> he kicks him out of the party. Remember in Batman Begins one. when fucking uh, when Ra's al Ghul is there, he's like, get out! Yeah, and it was before Christian Bale was really very good at getting rid of his accent, so like a little bit of the yeah, British yeah. came out. I was like, you're all a bunch of leeches! Get out of my fucking house that I paid for! And... <laughs> So, same thing with Lawrence Fox, by the way. Hunter I'm doing playing. that until She-Hulk is the only one left. <laughs> <that doing that>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good one to go out on. I like it. Um, Wait, I have one question. Do either of you know, this is a plot a plot question with this movie. And it's honestly, it's the biggest, if, if, if you guys are, if you're still listening to this episode and you're like actually into polit- political shit and intrigue and like scandals or whatever, fucking brain poison you need to be into this movie posits very clearly and unambiguously that joe biden famously the the most poor member of the senate like in terms of personal value like he like in terms of like he doesn't have very, he only has like something like four hundred thousand dollars in yeah. net assets to his name which is basically for to be in the u.s senate and to only be worth four hundred thousand dollars is is almost suspicious but they make the case that he literally was getting a cut of this illicit fun is that percentage is that like has that been i don't even want to say reported but has is that been alleged like i've never heard that that. that. yeah that was the first time that i ever heard that joe biden was dipping his personally dipping his beak into whatever hunter was doing and getting money getting kickbacks on that's that's a really big charge and i mean again this is not a serious movie but you know, to to that point, actually, um, I was going to bring up I, Tanya as, as one last piece um, for the whole, like, everything that you're about to see is true, except for the parts we made up, wink, wink, yeah. you know, yeah. and like that whole kind of filmmaking, which is kind of, there's a, Adam McKay does that with a lot of his stuff as well. But like, there's a, there's a scene where Gina Carano like says, you know, what am I? I'm just a fictional character. And it's like, if you're, if she's fake. And if some of these other stories could potentially be fake, and if the the Joe Biden thing you were just talking about, Q, could be, potentially be fake, at what point do you draw the line and you're just like, all of this is pure yeah. bullshit? Yeah, but like, how much can you really take? But that, but then again, for the for the for this audience, like, there, I think that um, Robert Davi's smart, and everybody, all the creative team on this is smart because they know that there's when you approach it through a political valence like this, there's going to be forgiveness built in. Like, they're yeah. not going to hold your balls to the fire. Um, because they're your yeah. people, you know. They're, they're your I people. had a note. I had a note about Joe Biden in this movie, which is I was struck that he spoke completely clearly, like oh, yeah. never once faltered, never like once twice, humbled, never once. No, th- there was like one or two times he said erection instead of election, right? Uh, and then I think there was a second one. Oh, so, quick, but other quick, than that, quick, yeah, they made him pro. They made him quick tough, pro, though, pro, basically. Is, yeah, is, is, yeah, yeah. I they made I, him like yeah. a old union boss. Right. Tough, they, you know, yeah. They start him off on the safe by the bell trap where he. Like you do when a son is, comes out in a bathrobe and a scarf uh, and nothing else, says, you see, ever since I was a little boy, I wanted to be president of the United States. And then they get into a limousine to have a 40-minute conversation. Yeah, just giving your son your life story when he's dressed in nothing. And yeah, that, that's great. But I was also struck. I was like, he's speaking A to B without a, missing a step. I was like, this is yeah, this is poor. You know what's <laughs> funny? Like, that like... Should have been gaff after gaff. Because gaff, be- just like just him being like, 
Yeah, I, I always wanted to be the exactly. president of the United uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm I, sorry. I, I got to try that again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, um, come, uh, come on, man. Yeah. This um, actor is just too good. Yeah. Basically. Just him being like this, like, mafia Don of like, ah, yes, yes as long as I get my 3%, uh, I'll be, we'll be perfectly. That happy. rang like, so hollow. So not. Anyone that's not him. Why, yeah, this I they're selling like you said, Dave. If if any part was like this is obvious bullshit, it was Joe Biden being this like I'm 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 the real one driving the car. I was like, I don't think the car would have made it this far <laughs> if oh. Joe Biden was. And then the they driving. go they go to show they go to show one of the biggest like political gaffes that he's ever made, which is um going on a I think it was like a world equity forum or something like that. Uh, which this video does exist of him talking about the political machinations behind the scene to um, to bring Ukraine in line with like the Russian sanctions, and I think he oh, did yeah, that yeah. video in like 2015. Absolute stupid move. Like it, like bar none. Joe is a great retail politician, but he's a yeah. dog shit like backdoor guy. He's horrible yeah. at that stuff. Everybody knows that. And to 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 juxtapose the part that you're talking about, Jerry, where he's like it turns out that he's actually this, like, he's not this happy, or he's not this, like, um, you know, cutesy-wootsy grandpa figure, and, you know, he's actually the mafia Don. He's actually, you know, he's actually, you know, Vito Corleone or whatever. He, it, and show him doing the dumbest fucking thing that he's ever done in his political life, admitting to applying pressure to Ukrainian officials, like, that, it undercuts your point if you think even more than just, like, one second ahead. You're like, so this guy's like an even evil, brilliant mastermind that can't pronounce the word election and says erection and also right. goes on go back when he was even more lucid in the early 2010s or mid 2010s. He goes on the fucking on on uh, a public forum and admits to something that's going to end up biting him in the ass in the future. Like none of it is cohesive. None of it hangs together. The, it doesn't make the thing any about, sense. Like if you're driven by a life of crime, like either Vito Corleone or Joseph Robin at Biden. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Here's the problem is Bo. Bo's career trajectory was that of someone who's going to be president of the United States. If your one modus operandi is self-enrichment, you would not send Fredo out to be your emissary. You would send mm. Michael. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what the whole movie was about, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't believe we did an hour on my son Hunter. Uh, is there anything that you guys didn't get to that you wanted to bring up before we wrap this up? She's my mom, not my mommy. I really thought that was going to come oh, yeah. back. I thought that that whole thing was going to come back because we know that we know that the one thing they didn't touch on in the movie was um, one of the revelations that came out from the laptop is that like Hunter hates Jill and calls her like a a cunt and a bitch in real yeah. life and like in text messages and stuff. And the worst that they did was have him call, be just kind of like in a very juvenile way, like say, she's my mom, not my mommy. And mm. uh, for those that don't know, um, Bo Biden and Hunter Biden, their mother and uh, their sister too actually died. They mentioned this in the movie. Um, it was, it's Joe Biden's origin story really politically is that his, his, his wife and his daughter died in a horrible car, car accident, I think in 1971, a long time ago. Um, right. So like that's the context, but... That line, I thought it was going to come back in some capacity later, and it didn't. It was just mommy issues shit. Just like, here's like some mommy issues. I don't know. Let's see what yeah. sticks, you know? 
You know, we, we didn't talk about uh, about him getting high and talking to the dog in subtitled. Uh, Completely forgot. That bubbles. was probably your favorite part. Oh, absolutely, by far. So I, I just want to you know talk about it for a second. But uh, you know, this movie could have leaned into shit like that, and no. it, it could have just been absolutely bonkers and gotten a bigger platform, you know, based on word of mouth to get these ideas of the Bidens being evil and all this shit like into people's minds. But instead they just botched it and made a boring ass movie that no one's going to want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a question to end this, to end this on Dave. And I'd love to hear what both of you think. Where did this movie happen? Where were we during this movie? Do Hmm. like that. And and I asked that because that's to me a litmus test for like movies generally to be like, okay, do I have a sense of place? Like what, like, I, I, like, first of all, it's in 2019, which doesn't make sense. It should have been 2020, whatever. But like, were we in Chicago? Were we in Delaware? Were we in DC or like Northern Virginia? Were we right. like, where the fuck were we? Cause it felt right. like we were on a soundstage in like in, in, in exurban Atlanta or something, which is probably yeah. where it was. Cause you know, Georgia I, provides it, a lot of tax breaks to have stuff filmed there too so i wouldn't be surprised right if it was atlanta and, and and a lot of georgia can pass for you know upstate new york new york city like oh my god how many fucking marvel movies have there been where it's clearly you know downtown atlanta and like the hulk is smashing through it and you're supposed to think that it's uh that it's that it's midtown or something like that it, like yeah sure i can tell you yeah. i just pulled up an article uh <laughs> i was very surprised part of the filming took place in serbia <laughs> <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yeah, actually, makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense <laughs> because of its relatively low cost scenery that could resemble Ukraine, and according to McAleer, or whoever that is, the ability to cast in a way to help depict Hunter's lifestyle. I would not be surprised if they went the safety route of just asking people who do this for a living anyway to play essentially themselves in the yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh well, you know that if you're, you know that if you're uh, in GRMT time, that you, the, 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 there's no union wages there. You don't have to pay. You don't have to pay. Uh, you don't have to pay union rates in in Romania and Serbia and shit like that. That makes sense. Authenticity. But no, but like again, but even still, it makes perfect sense here that that's that that's where they shot it. But like, where were we supposed to be? Like, was that? Supposed yeah, we're supposed to be, to be wherever politicians are. Like, you know, those so like Northern other, Virginia, you know? like it could have been Delaware because that's their home state. And, you know, the Bidens are still very present physically in Delaware. Like, I just don't know. And it's it's it speaks to the weakness of the movie. Like, it, yeah, for all you know, it could be fucking Serbia. It, I mean, that I, it was Serbia. It literally was <laughs> Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> guys this movie was bad but uh, i always ask, end these conversations asking for a recommendation of a movie you watched recently jerry a movie you watched recently i will say this as as you know depending on the weather you're gonna uh, it, well hurricane season's coming up if you're in florida and uh i don't know what happens in las vegas if there's even a slow season but i watched it. it's a four-hour movie it's called an elephant sitting still it was made by uh, a guy uh uh was i think his name is hubo um in china um he committed suicide this was the only movie he made he was uh, in his late 20s this is the one thing that he made um essentially a look at uh it's a dramatization of people who even amid a, a, a great surge in um uh economic development and prosperity you know the, the hundreds of millions of people who were lifted from poverty um to middle class existence in china the people who were never lifted and the types of lives they lead 
and it is it's mm. it's, uh, it's work of fiction, but I found it to be very powerful. So if you can sit through a very dreary four hour movie with subtitles, I would strongly recommend doing it. It's called An Elephant Sitting Still. I can promise you will not be disappointed. Oh, it sounds really interesting. I, I would definitely love to check that out. What about you, Q? What do you got? Okay, so over on um over on HBO Max, I came across and I would recommend like whatever you like on HBO Max, like watch it because I don't know, man, it looks like they're going to fucking get rid of everything good over there in the next few probably. months or whatever. Yeah. But something I hadn't seen in probably since the movie actually came out and before it is the limited series Watchmen motion comic, which is incredible. It takes the original Watchmen book, the graphic novel. And it renders it as a motion comic in a very interesting, very like visceral, um, engaging way. It's no, you know, Damon Lindelof shit. It's like it's it's very loyal. Obviously, it's you know straight from the it's it's the comic book. It is the comic book, but uh, it's split up into eighteen books, basically, just like I think the um, the original run was. And uh, yeah, we talked a little bit about comic book shit on this on this episode. So like. I fell down the rabbit hole of watching that when I had a first watched it back in like maybe 2008. Um, another thing where it was during an era of my life where I was just drunk on the couch a lot. And uh, so like I was just like, oh, pretty colors. It's cool. But I'm, I rewatched it recently and uh, it's fucking really good. It's and you forget how good that comic book was. And um, it does not take any liberties. It, uh, you know. It, it is a, a faithful recreation of um, Alan Moore's, you know, seminal work. Awesome. Awesome. Great recommendations, guys. Tell us where people are going to be able to find the podcast. Yeah, you can find us on walt.com, which is W-A-W-L-T.com. Uh, you can find us anywhere. By the time this comes out, anywhere that podcasts are, um, are available uh, for, by searching Why Are We Like This? There's a couple of other like shitty low rent podcasts that like aren't in business anymore that had that name. But by the time you hear this, we will probably have surpassed them in um, search engine optimization will probably be the first uh, result that you see. And you can tell because there's a big Florida flag on our logo. So um, why are we like this is the name of the podcast. You can check out when this comes out, the first three episodes are already up. Um, so you'll be able to, to check that out. And uh, yeah, wawlt.com. You can follow Jer. Where are you at on? You want to you want to share your your Twitter? Sure, Jer? I'm at I'm at Tostone Soprano on Twitter, and I am at Poppy Seed Bagel P A P I Seed Bagel on Instagram. And I'm at David underscore Quinones on Twitter. If y'all want to follow me, awesome. Well, guys, thanks for doing this, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing the uh, the podcast. Thanks, Dave. Thanks very much. I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harrison. We co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best picture, and some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984. And we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about my son, Hunter. Uh, thanks to Q and Jerry for joining me on that one. Make sure to go check out Why Are We Like This? The first three episodes are out now. And uh, I'm looking forward to taking a listen to it as well. 
And uh, while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together. If you like what we do here on the show, drop those five stars. And if you listen to this conversation and you're on the right and you're offended, don't drop one stars. Uh, appreciate it if you didn't do that. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, follow us, subscribe. Also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And uh, don't forget, we have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, as well as bonus episodes from Awesome Movie Year and stuff from my music career. Lots of great stuff to check out there. And don't forget, tomorrow is the live show in Glendale, California at the Look Dine and Cinema, sponsored by Cinema Week. We will be talking about See How They Run. And uh, the episode will be up next week on the podcast, but if you want to come watch the movie for free and then listen to us talk about it, my guests are Rosa Parra from Latinx Lens and uh, Raul Nevado and Colby Mack from Minorities Report. It's going to be a fun conversation, a fun time. If you want to come out, check out the uh, link in the show notes and sign up for free tickets. It's tomorrow at the time this goes up. So, uh, yeah, September 22nd, 7 p.m., so, uh, let's close out with a piece of music like I always do. And, you know, this getting all political and stuff. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was actually supposed to uh, do music for a political podcast. I've been a part of a couple of political podcasts now. This one in particular fell through, never actually got off the ground. Uh, but I did make theme music for it. And so uh, I might as well just play that right now. That'll work. So, this is uh, an unreleased. Uh, un actually it never happened podcast intro theme uh, but I'm going to play it hope you enjoy it we'll be back with more piecing it together real soon I have a dream one day and so my fellow Americans this nation will and it's just plain common sense, common sense that, that there be a waiting period to allow local law and industry officials to conduct that an all points west production produced by david rosen in las vegas